<laughs> no, I think the lead-in for the pod has to be, what's up, danger? <laughs> no? Welcome back. Uh, hello. Episode 140 of We Were Gamers. Let's do this one more time. <laughs> As they what? said. In so that you movie. saw the movie. I did. Uh, I'm Andy. That's JJ. Hello. Michael. Hey, everybody. Last week, we talked about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and I was smitten and went to see it and smitten again by actually seeing it. Because a, it was great. What a good movie. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just really well put together, top to bottom. I I knew and this. And it's just fun. It's just having fun. The movie is just having fun. Yes. That's what, And that's what a Spider-Man movie should be, right? Well... Yes and no. Like there's a there's a lot of emotion attached to Spider Man's origin story, but we've seen it so long and so many times. How bad can you feel when you see Uncle Ben die again? Spoilers, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Man, <laughs> imagine being spoiled by that in I, 2019. I, look, uh, are you four? <laughs> So the Miles Morales story has always been good for me in terms of like, okay, let's walk away a little bit from Peter Parker's origin story being the thing every single time. Um, yeah. yeah. And as much as they try to tweak it, it always has to be that way. And uh, man, it's so good. Like, like they're having fun, right? There's a cartoon pig and stuff like that. <laughs> and he pulls hammers out of his pockets and... It's crazy. The guy who is in black and white. And it's a movie. Understand colors, right? Oh, the, uh, the, the the Rubik's cube joke. The never-ending so Rubik's cube joke. Also, no one. The, every both of you failed to mention that that was Nicolas Cage. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, why would we? Why would we ruin that for you? I knew that. Yeah, I didn't want to spoil it. <laughs> oh, so That's I like knew one of the best dumb things in that movie. <laughs> I knew the spider people that were in this, and that's kind of mm -hmm. why I was hesitant to see it until you guys said it was as good as it was. And then I never looked up who was playing whom, and it was great when it was Chris Pine playing Spider Man, and you're like, oh, cool, Chris Pine and Spider Man, yeah. and then you know, like you got uh, something Jax Johnson something i don't the other spider peter parker and then uh nicholas cage it's just fan, like the voice cast in that movie was fantastic i think it was pretty star-studded i think leah shriver was um kingpin as well mm -hmm. which mm. i did not know i knew i recognized that voice but i couldn't pin it on a person i, I could not place it until afterwards i'm like i've heard this voice before and he was doing like a sort of a version of his goon voice um from the movie goon anyway yeah maybe that's what i recognized it from yeah wow but it was a movie that had me in tears laughing right like laughing really hard and then um despite knowing a lot of morales's story even though they changed a bit of it uh still you, you like they gave you enough beats to be emotional at certain things. And it was refreshing to watch a Spider-Man movie where you just weren't rolling your eyes all the time. It was awesome. And like, not even just rolling your eyes, but like Spider-Man, even when they don't do the origin story, like, look, man, you know, Norman Osborn going to be the green goblin or Harry maybe turns into the hobgoblin. And like, you know, right. Right. In this case, the people that are the bad guys are already the bad guys. They don't even worry about that. 
Sure. Like the kingpin, he's evil. Yep, you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. And then some other stuff happens, and now it's the, yeah. the main motivator. Yeah. This is you know, like there's a, spoiler free. There's spot. already a there's already a Spider Man, right? So sure. we don't need to tell right. that story again. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, it was great. It was a great movie, and uh, the art direction and the music were amazing as well. Obviously, uh, I've never seen animation like that. It was it was wonderful, beautiful, etc. There was a, definitely a point at like somewhere towards the middle of the movie where then I came to a realization. I was like, oh, wait, this is an animated movie, right? Oh. <laughs> well, did like you... I had forgotten halfway through and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's animated. Whoa. Well, they mixed animations, too. So like the movie yeah. started out yeah. very glossy and a lot of stuff was kind of out of focus. And then um, when the the look the spider verses combine right like that's not a spoiler uh when some of the things happen that make them combine they actually mix animation styles so there's like claymation stuff yeah so like when this miles runs through certain scenes there's claim he becomes claymation and then runs back out and like runs into another scene and you got that like comic book dot cell coloring a lot of the place um yeah they just do a ton with the various visual elements at some point and you're just all of a sudden like, Oh wow. Like look at all this stuff they could do to change the look and like, Oh, it's all these different worlds colliding, you know? Yeah. And not in a chintzy cheesy kind of way either. Like, you know, it's very very thought out. Yeah. Very artistic. Wonderful. I wish I could have participated in that discussion last week, but we're here now. (laughs) I do. I, you know, I walked out of there and I said, I have no complaints with this movie and I thought of one. Okay. There was a steady four mile an hour wind here today, and I could not keep my hoodie hood on. How does he swing through Manhattan and Brooklyn and all that, and his hood stays on? Hmm. Part of the spider power that lets him stick to walls, the oh, hood sticks okay. to his face. See? So there you go. Thank you. I appreciate it. Done. Yep. Um, I have no complaints <laughs> about me. All I needed. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good. And, and the music, I actually really like the music uh you can listen to the soundtrack on spotify if you have that and it is great both the soundtrack and the score are one that prowler theme prowler is a villain in the film uh Mm -hmm. is fantastic there are some spoilery scenes as well that have music that is stuck in my head and uh even got a song that JJ likes from Post Malone, so you know it's a good CD. Hey. Not to throw shade on Post Malone, who's richer than all of us combined by <laughs> magnitudes of... Yes. Uh, moving along. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, hey, I can lead in the news section. We do a news section now, in case you haven't been with us since we started 2019 a week ago. <laughs> news what yeah Modern time for us uh it's been a while uh no we're gonna do like a little this is a re-intro to last week we're gonna do like a not a news section where we're reading off tons of news to everybody but like stuff we found interesting right or want to talk about and that's cool and uh i'm gonna lead it off with some advice you can give yourself a paper cut with an egg carton Okay, I have questions immediately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so those egg cartons 
Now, do you mean the styrofoam ones or the ones that are like corrugated cardboard? It's like, it feels like recycled paper cardboard. Okay. All right. So there's like those papery cardboardy kind of ones. Correct. Now, generally, when I have you seen these in the past, they have felt very blunt. One assumes that is the case. <laughs> so, please elaborate. <laughs> Uh, I decided that I wanted two eggs, and that meant that I could slide my finger into the carton to open it, and then grab the two eggs without taking the carton out of the fridge. Oops. Mm. Okay. So, just a PSA on the opening of the news section. All right, for real now. Uh, Bungie is leaving Activision. I saw that. Weird. I mean, not weird. Good for them, I guess. I don't know. Seems like that's what they want to do. But, like, also they're keeping Destiny, so then why would Activision let them go? (laughs) What happens to that copy of Destiny 2 that is in my account? And also, is it because they gave me a copy of Destiny 2 that this has happened? Doubtful. (laughs) Did Bungie say, what, you're giving our game away for free? Why? And then peace out. I I highly doubt that. I suspect that it's more along the lines of like Activision's like, quick, let's give this thing away so more people spend money on microtransactions. And then they didn't do that. And then they're like, well, who cares about this dang thing? I see. Okay. (laughs) Although I don't have anything to back that up. But you would assume that Activision would not let a highly profitable game studio and or franchise walk if it was not hitting some kind of numbers, right? Bungie is yeah. not a highly profitable studio, I guess, is what we're saying. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. Wow. Or maybe Destiny 2 didn't do the numbers they thought it was, or you know, uh, the return wasn't very good. Who knows, man? You've talked a lot about those Hitman games on here, and they are quite popular, especially in the uh, review community. A lot of the critics, we are not critics, but critics like them. They yes. were successful enough for that company to spin off from Square. Yeah, because Square said that, hey, these games aren't hitting the number, the probably insane numbers that they're looking for. And they're like, we think it's good. We're just going to get out of here. And then they did. Right. So Bungie is, I guess, I don't know, Hitman Studio. What is it? What is it? Uh, IO Interactive. There you go. IO 2.0. Or well, maybe 2.0. Bigger, probably, because... I think Bungie's a bigger studio. I don't know. I don't know how many people work at these companies. I don't know. They don't make anything other than Destiny now. You know, they don't make... 343 makes Halo. Uh, Yeah, but, like, they employ a lot of people. Sure. So, I don't... Anyway. In related... In related interest, does that... Does that impact the Blizzard hot takes that have been going around the internet about... Maybe Activision putting the screws to that company because they knew this news was coming? What do you think? That seems like a very reasonable take to me. Yeah, I I would agree with that. That is a lukewarm take. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm just curious how you guys felt about it. I think that it's probably best for all involved. Yeah, I mean, you know, Bungie wants to do something. Now maybe they have the chance to make the destiny they always wanted free from corporate interference other than their own. 
it seemed like big news when I read it the first time. I was like, whoa. And uh, now that it's a week ago or so that that hit, I think it was right after we recorded the last podcast. Um, I was just kind of, now I feel very indifferent. I'm like, okay, well, the world will keep spinning for all involved. Yeah, that okay. sounds about right. All right, all right. So don't get hyperbolic is what we're saying. JJ. Hello. Bring it. Uh, along the lines of uh, talking about Hitman and IO Interactive, they are releasing a new holiday-themed pack titled Around the Lunar New Year here. Uh, it's time-limited again, uh, which is kind of unfortunate since there's really no reason to time-limit some of these holiday packs. But uh, it's on the Legacy location from Hitman Season 1 in Hokkaido. And uh, it's about, like, the snow festival and, uh, you know, celebrating the Lunar New Year. So you can go around throwing snowballs at people before or after you murder them. <laughs> does it affect... Does it affect... Like, if you throw a snowball at your target, does it... Can you, like, distract them? Can you distract the guards with a snowball? Or is it just sort of a World of Warcraft clickable type thing that does nothing? So I don't know because I haven't played it yet, but okay. the description of the snowball says that it annoys your target. So I would assume that they would then turn to look at you or something. Mm. which you could use you can do stuff with that or they would turn to look at to try and find who threw it if you throw it from somewhere they can't see okay in which case then you could get them to be like hey who did that and turn it around or whatever and then you shoot him <laughs> or you choke him or whatever it is that you want to do <laughs> hit him with a fish they come over to investigate <laughs> uh that game's still have you been doing the elusive targets or are they still doing those or is that kind of over with after sean bean uh, no, they're definitely still doing them. Uh, they have not unveiled uh, a new one since. Uh, there was one that happened while I was on vacation, uh, and it was in Colombia, and I have not. I didn't do that since I was on vacation, uh, and they haven't unveiled the newest, the latest one yet. So there should be more coming. They promised a whole bunch of them. So wonderful. Yeah, those are fun. Michael, this is was just amusing to me. Um, so. Do you guys remember Ray Park? Actor? Oh, yeah. The, um, he did a thing. He was in a movie that's famous. He was Darth Maul. There we go. Oh, yeah. okay. No, I didn't. Mm, I'm, He's like a stunt guy. I'm now yeah. a yeah, bad he Star he Wars was also, person. He was also uh, Toad in the X-Men. Oh, okay. Sure. Same guy. Um, well, he, at the encouragement, I guess, of friends and family, just posted a video of himself playing Beat Saber. What is Beat Saber? I don't know this. It is a play. I'll send you the link. It is a PlayStation VR game where you basically have two. Um, it's a little rock band esque. You have two sticks, and there are blocks flying at you, and you hit them in time with the music. Huh. With the. Uh, the two sabers but the sabers look suspiciously like lightsabers hmm hence ray park playing the game okay was he Got at it. all good at video games um he was not bad for it being the first time he had played this right. video looks hilarious <laughs> it's pretty good <laughs> i'm gonna save this and watch this <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll uh so we'll link we that should in throw the that show notes, notes for sure 
Darth Maul plane VR. This see, this is this is why the internet is a good thing. I have to be reminded sometimes. All right, I there enjoyed, we go. I enjoyed looking at that. We missed a big bit of news last week because we had a chock full show as our full first kind of full show back. We left off AGDQ. I feel bad about that, but it was over, so I don't Gotta go feel fast. entirely bad about that. They raised $2.4 million. New record again this year. For Prevent Cancer Foundation. Uh, I was very happy with it. I know maybe there was some technical difficulties once in a while. And uh, we had, I, th- I don't know if it was more runs than normal, but I definitely saw when tuning in more runs than normal that kind of got off track. And I definitely saw more runs than normal where I looked at everybody and said, they're all stoned. <laughs> uh there definitely were more runs that i could recall this year that like either they couldn't there was a couple runs where they straight up didn't finish yeah uh which was new to me i don't ever remember that happening before or at least i don't remember it uh and then there were definitely a few that had you know big technical difficulties such that either they couldn't finish or the game got like severely delayed and took a lot, lot longer than expected like moved it back or something like that yeah yeah. But overall, you know, I think pretty great. The expanse of games this year was much bigger, I think, uh, in terms of eras. They had PC stuff from, I think there was like a new Prey DLC that had just come out or something. And, uh, you know, all the way back to as old as it gets. So that's wonderful. I, I like seeing a huge spread. And I got to see somebody actually play the game Vector Man. I don't know if anyone here has ever seen that video game before or heard of it. I I remember Vector Man when I was a kid. My uh, one of the kids around the corner had a Sega Genesis, and he had Vector Man. What an impossible game to play as a kid! <laughs> yes, it was almost as you no, know, it was worse. It was definitely worse than Comics Zone, which was also a Genesis original, which I have not seen at AGDQ. Maybe I should look that up. I would love to see somebody speed run Comics Zone. That would be crazy. I'm sure you can find it. Go to <laughs> Speed, Speed Demos, Demos Archive. Archive. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, SDA. Yeah. Uh, I noticed this year, and maybe you guys will correct me for being wrong, there were a lot more like ROM hack versions of games. They definitely like, brought back the Mario 3 ROM hack race. That yep, was very Super popular. Mario Bros. 3 mix. Um, um, there was a Sonic hack. Um, there was like a weird hack of final fantasy four. Oh yeah oh that that was a, a fun one to watch i don't know if you if you watched any of that i watched like a little bit of well, it, des- was, it was pretty long describe to me what a rom hack of final fantasy four gets you because you'd have to be pretty deep into knowing that game to know what the rom hack is doing unless it's something crazy right and these guys were like they were uh it was you know they knew the game inside and out but basically it took it took the base of the game and all of the the areas that you access over the course of the game and randomized where a bunch of the items were uh-huh. and then you had a a list of i want to say it was like 20 items that were considered key items yeah it was that were either list. some of them were either randomly given out some of them are are hidden at um predetermined locations where you get key items when you play through the game normally. Mm-hmm. 
and it basically becomes a race to get two of three particular key items, which will let you get two and then beat um, the final boss. Oh and boy. so one of them, one one of the key items lets you skip a dungeon that you have to slog through to get to him. One of them, you basically just lets you get to the dungeon. And then the last item, if you don't have it, you can't do any damage in the final fight. So it's linked to the past randomizer, but what much worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more in this one. I, I watched the randomizer race um, from last, the last GDQ. And this one, there's a lot more divergence, like right off the bat, they all sort of head in different directions. Yeah, it's very and clear that like all of them are just like, I'm going to do something completely different from the start, just like completely separate ideas for what to do. Wow. Yeah. In, in this one, unlike in Randomizer, there is a lot higher potential for you to decide, okay, I'm going to go to the moon now and start checking all of the places where I know things are hidden in the moon. Mm-hmm. And you can skip a location that has like the one key item you need to get to the next key item to get to the next key item. And that's kind of how this race went. There was one one item that opened up you know, a, basically a chain of events that led to one of the players getting all of the items they needed to to make the final run to the boss. Wow. It was very interesting. I think it was called Free Enterprise was the name yes. of the, the, the hack. And like that's like an RPG speedrun hack, like a, <laughs> a speedrun ROM hack. That's like wild. They've never done stuff like that before in previous years, to my knowledge anyway. Yeah. Um. I kind of liked the last thing being Super Metroid this year. Either hasn't been in the past years, but also it meant that once they were done with it, they were just done. There was really no long game at the end. Like there has been sometimes that kind of drags on and people hang out and they talk. Yeah, for a they while. did that. They did that Friday night instead. Yes, right. Yeah, Friday night was the nine and a half hour three man tag team Final Fantasy Nine playthrough. Wonderful. All of it's wonderful. Can I, can I just say the only thing that really I'm over in AGDQ is the save or kill the animals. Can we just never do that anymore? <laughs> I know it's like the biggest thing and people love it and they love donating for it and whatever, but I just don't care. Oh my <laughs> God. Donate to other stuff. They did a really great job getting people to donate to other stuff. It took like $150,000 for them to run... Like some Blood, games, Bloodborne. Bloodborne um, took like twenty thousand dollars for them to do the cow level in D two. All sorts of fun stuff that they really tried to steer people from. I noticed the save and kill were much lower amounts than they have been in the past. So, I mean, sometimes they've almost reached like half a million. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just i I am personally sick of them. I you know the money is the money, so it's good. But man, just. I don't want to hear 800 tweets from their <laughs> donation account. And this will go to kill the animals and this will go to kill the animals or this will go to say whatever. Right. Anyway, you know, maybe they the just don't read that part anymore. How about that? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I think that's reasonable. Cause it's good to have a bidding war for something that people care about. So maybe they just don't. Definitely. Read that part I, I understand why they have it. You know, it's just a, I personally, I'm sick of it. But you know what? It's not about me. So that's fine. 
All right. I know we're all going to say we should watch Dr. Fat DJ Fab, Dr. Fat Body, DJ Dr. Dr. Fat Body's Sonic Run. Everybody needs to go yes. watch that. Yes. Uh, I suggest people watch that Portal uh not out of bounds but glitches allowed race. That was crazy. I I suggest you go watch the YouTube video explaining that video before you watch that video. Just going to say I watched it twice before I found the YouTube video explaining what was happening. You know, I watched it first and it didn't help. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it is unbelievable and really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Vector Man was good. Anybody else? Any other ones that people should grab? And uh, you go to uh, gamesdonequick.com and they have a little VODs thing you can click on. Yeah, they have a a lot of them are on YouTube now also. Right. Uh, I really enjoyed... uh, (laughs) A game from the bad games block, uh, Virtual Highlight. Okay. Okay. If you guys haven't checked that out, you definitely should. It's a terrible game, but it the uh, the runner and the couch uh, do a good job of making it amusing for the what must be the most awful game to play. <laughs> what was it? The Super Mario Sunshine Bingo was fun. Oh, I thought yeah. it was a, I a, creative, a creative twist on a game without hacking it or like really breaking it. Um, but they had a um, they had a five by five card of objectives, um, a bingo card, and the race was basically be to be the first person to clear any thirteen of the objectives on the card. So then, once done- you cleared it, your opponent couldn't. So yeah, so that's that's what I was about to say. They've done bingo before with Ocarina of Time, but this was cool because it's the first time it was lockout bingo. Like, yeah, you could both yeah, be going. Sweet. Yeah, you could both be going for the same thing. One guy gets it four seconds ahead, and that guy, the other dude, has now wasted twenty minutes because he can't do it. Yep. And that's like yeah. race over, you know. <laughs> yeah, Wonderful. that's a. Uh... That's on my list of ones to watch. I started watching it and I was like, wait, nope, I need to, I need some time to just sit and this is, I'm going to watch this. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun. All right. Next, we would normally be like, so what would, what would we do while we were watching ADDGDQ? That would be the, the segue that I would make. I would make a nice, beautiful transition and be like, so while you're playing or watching, you know, what'd you, we're not going to do it. No games. Yeah, because we're not into segues here. No. Uh, no, we are into games, and we are into segues. Uh, not the ones you ride. S-E-G-U-E's, which are fun things to learn how to do in podcasting and not sound like an idiot. I do want to hear what you guys played, but I think I want to I want to do a, a segment. We're going to do a segment. A bit? A, a bit. A returning bit. For 2019, maybe the first time in 2019 that we're going to do this because we're okay. going to do it a lot more. We're going to do it quite a bit, but it's oh. time. Nice. You know what's coming, right? You know what it is. We're going to get back into component class. Oh, yeah. All right. Just a reminder for people that haven't been here in a little while or haven't heard this segment before because we do it not insanely often although maybe it'll be a little bit more regular thing hint hint 
we are slowly building a PC, and by we, I mean I have decided to build a PC. <laughs> uh, not that other people have not participated in this, because JJ decided to upgrade some components in his computer. Uh, last yep. time we did component class, what was it, JJ, that you had grabbed? Uh, I had bought a SSD. Yeah, and I had also bought an SSD. Uh, one of us had gone with the M4 spec, so it plugs right into your motherboard. I don't have the number on me because I'm not a professional to tell you to go Thank find goodness. the episode. <laughs> but uh, at some point soon, there might be a playlist of all those sorts of things on YouTube with the component class episodes, and you could go find those in order. That was a fun conversation. I like SSDs. They're pretty sweet. Yes. This are. one is not about SSDs. This one is about the other thing JJ got while he was thinking about what those Black Friday sales could mean for his old computer. And I'm not the only one who got one of these, to be clear. Nope. But uh, I think today we are going to discuss video cards, an integral component to running games on your PC. Uh, not a necessary component anymore to making your PC make pictures. Absolutely true. You certainly don't need this in order to get a screen or to get a picture on your screen. Uh, and in fact, there are a decent number of games, uh, older ones generally, that you can play just fine without it. If I were to build a home computer for myself for like word processing, you know, just to have out for the kids or something, or yeah. if a older parent was like, I need a computer and I don't need a laptop, which everyone just buys a laptop these days anyway, or a tablet. Uh, if you just want to watch Netflix and chill or whatever. You could just not have one of these and build a much smaller PC. But we play and games. Cheaper. Or yes. we did anyway. We did. Yeah. We, Sometimes we do. Like, hold on. We just skipped way past. We didn't know we watched people play games on this episode, and we <laughs> skipped the talking about any games we might have played. Plus, I'm not playing anything except Smash anyway. <laughs> That's a lie. Oh. Anyway, graphics cards. They're pretty cool. Uh, what does it mean that when you say card, JJ? Graphics card. What is, for someone that's never opened the crack to the side of their case. Sure, sure. Uh, so a graphics card, they call it a card because on the motherboard, the main piece of hardware that all the components on your computer plug into, there's a slot for it, and you stick the card. And it used to be like just a flat paper-like type of thing with a bunch of circuits on it and stuff and you would plug it into the slot on the motherboard and it would stick out the back with the little ports uh, for your monitors or whatever cables you needed what have you uh, and that would be the the graphics card slot and you would slide it in there and then you could get prettier pictures when you played quake or whatever <laughs> <laughs> they used to be small flat you could see all the stuff on them yep they didn't require heat sinks or fans which now they do. And it, they are much bigger, uh, and they require much more power than they used to. Huge amounts, uh, although the power amounts are now dwindling. Or at least they're kind of leveling off Sure, uh, it, in a way that is good, because if they kept increasing at the rate they were, it was going to cause problems for not just you, but the people making power supplies. <laughs> or, or planet Earth, if you want to get real, real into... Uh, how much power was being used? Bill. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Bitcoin mining, right? How many, how many right. countries worth of power were being used a day to mine Bitcoin? Uh, which thankfully right. maybe it, is over. Yeah, it seems that that 
craze has kind of died down somewhat. Uh, and commensurately, uh, with the sort of fall off of the crypto prices that happened uh, at some point last year, the prices on video cards kind of took a nosedive uh, at a certain point. And I suppose uh, us talking about why uh, will tell us what is on a graphics card. Uh, you can mine Bitcoin without a graphics card. Absolutely. Bitcoin mining is all based on math. It's all just math. But yep. a graphics card math. a graphics card now has something on it called a GPU, which has had for a very long time, I'm just saying, um, mm-hmm. which is basically a second processor that you're putting into your computer. And all it does is just crunch numbers even harder than your other thing does that crunches numbers in a separate space, segregated usually for processing image files. Um, it is a specialized piece of hardware that is tuned and built specifically to do the kinds of math and the sort of math that is needed to display images on your computer screen. Right. Yes, there's math involved in that. Don't ask what it is. It's complicated. But it is, <laughs> it, it is actually a lot of math. And to even put just the normal picture on your screen, not even any moving images, no videos, none of that stuff. Your computer, your main processor in your computer is doing quite a lot of work to display that image. Yeah, 6 or 7% of your your little i5. And, you know, if your computer then is displaying it at, let's say, your monitor runs at 60 hertz, it has to put that image up there 60 times a second. That's quite a lot of math when it gets down to it. And if you want that image to be changing once every 60 seconds, for instance, (laughs) uh, you know, with a new, completely different picture... Well, they have to figure out what that picture is supposed to look like and when you turn your camera where it's supposed to look and what's going to be on the screen and blah, blah, blah. And all that takes specialized hardware, which the graphics card is suited for. Correct. The GPU on the graphics card is suited for especially. Yes. Graphics cards also contain uh, RAM. They they take in information from your hard drive and maybe other sources uh, and store it just like the RAM in your computer does. So it's quickly accessible rather than having to drive back to source files all the time. That way, you know, when you're when your game loads a level, what it's doing by loading a level is really shunting a lot of information to your graphics card. Um among other places. Sure. But yes, yeah. it is it is storing there's it, there is storage or um memory on that card that's accessible to that graphics processor when it needs it quickly. Graphics uh, cards have quite a bit of those things now, um, as well as a lot of crunching of numbers means they get hot. Yes, they do. Real yep. hot. And commensurately, now generally come covered in big plastic things with fans and heat sinks all over. Yeah. Which in the past, you know, Andrew said they were just little cards. You could see all the chips and stuff on them. And you can't see any of those chips anymore by default unless you're taking it apart. <laughs> you see, usually you see the bottom of the card when it's in your case. And you can see all the back ends of the dies where they've been soldered to the board. And right. uh, that's about all you the get to see nowadays. Just a, yeah. just a big fan blowing hot air up the back of your computer. <laughs> yeah, It's interesting, you know, uh, when you look at those things, you're like, how does this fan blow that how does it cool the card off right was blowing air onto the heat sink and then they used diversion to blow it out the back which is crazy Mm -hmm. to me considering the way that heat dissipates usually you'd have to do a lot of real actual fine-tuned engineering to get it to blow a direction with a fan that does not face that direction i i'm impressed by that and to be clear the thing that is actually doing the cooling is the metal below the fan the heat sink yes right 
And that thing is thermally connected to the actual chip, which is running inside and is very hot. Uh, and it wants to spread its heat. Yeah, heat likes to go wherever it can. Uh, and Usually that's up. the closest thing. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's the closest thing, and it's less hot than the thing that it's on now, so it goes there. Uh, and then the air kind of blows it away out the back of the computer. All right, Michael. He fell asleep. No, I'm still here. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for the... How how many video outs can you name? I don't oh, understand goodness. the question. So the back of a graphics card sends oh, out okay. a signal. How does it do it? Uh, <laughs> you're talking like HDMI. There's one. Um, VGA. Two. Um... I should be able to name at least one more. <laughs> you got DVI, S video, yeah, component video. What is the other one? DMS, display port. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, that was come up with. crazy, crazy monitors that connect with BNC. Huh. All sorts of fun stuff can come out of the back of that thing. And on modern cards, what, how many do you get now? Maybe four, five? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I think mine has three or four. Yeah. It, it certainly depends on the type of card you buy. And for those of you looking for consumer advice, check the ports on the back of the card before you buy it. Make sure you know how many there are, what kinds they are, and what sorts the monitors you have need before you buy the card. Because the same card, like, you know, the, oh, I bought a NVIDIA whatever, whatever. That same one comes in different styles that have different ports on the back for yeah. people that have different configurations. Yep. And it's also not- from. Go ahead. I was going to say from from personal experience when I was uh, when I was building this computer that I'm on now. Fortunately, Andy had some extra cables. He was around helping me because not all of those display ports are active when you first b- boot up a new computer. Yep. You have to load, pull the software down. And so if you're trying to plug your monitor into one of the ports that is inactive, you're not going to see much. Yeah, the drivers aren't installed, so your display ports don't work. You need the VGA. Or sometimes your video BIOS is out of date for the monitor you're plugging into, so it won't mm-hmm. connect. Um, all sorts of weird stuff can happen, especially with new display port connections being so digital and finicky on handshakes, um, you know, all sorts of crazy, crazy things. Like my, my card wouldn't handshake my monitor at all. Uh, it would, yep. yeah, it would handshake means connect kind of in a way. Uh, there's like a, you know, they, they talk to each other like, Hey man, who are you? Yeah. I'm what do you do? How many Hertz? All that stuff. You know, uh, what's your, what's your resolution? What's your display rate? Okay, yeah. cool. I'm gonna give you that. Right. Uh, versus the VGA old style pin connectors, which are literally just sending out signal all the time and you got to figure it out on your end. <laughs> Uh, but it's very important, yeah, especially if you have multiple monitors, because one of my monitors is VGA and the other is DisplayPort, and I had to find a card that had both of those things. And not just because, oh, well, NVIDIA, you know, doesn't always have the same because there are multiple manufacturers. No, like, even Asus can make the same, you know, 1070 card, and the same 1070 card has different denominators, and each of those denominators does, you know, this one only has HDMI and that one has DisplayPort, that one. So in each of those protocols, HDMI or DisplayPort or DVI or whatever, have different 
things that they can do well that the other ones can't do as well. They also have hardware so, versions, uh, 1.3 yep, or 1. newer ones, four I think maybe for HDMI now, 1.2 for display. Uh, I think they're on 2.1. Okay. Yeah. Or there might be a 2.3 that just came out for TVs. Boom. See, I'm that's way like, behind. But that's like for TVs you can't buy. Yeah. Thankfully, so certainly no video cards with them. <laughs> generally backwards compatible. Yeah. For the yeah. most part, as long as the, if you look at the plug for the cable, as long as the pattern of pins and lines and whatever is on there matches the one on the video card, but in the opposite way, you can plug it in there and you'll be. Uh, uh, they do a good job of making the cables not plug into the wrong things. And if it feels like you're having to force it, then it's the wrong thing. Display poor or, uh, these cards, video cards, Vigia, 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 Vigia cards can be a huge array of sizes. We haven't talked cases yet, but when you buy your case, you need to know where you're aiming either for the case first or for the card first, and then take into account how long the cards can be, uh, and yeah, what they, orientation they will mount when they go in there. Uh, they will take up a significant portion of the length of your case, unless you're buying a case that's like vastly bigger than the card. Uh, and if they're, if you buy a new card and it, you want to try to slot it in as an upgrade to your current case, ee, make sure you do some measurements. Uh, <laughs> and if it doesn't slide in there, you can end up with some weird stuff where you're trying to snake cables around it and it won't fit, or you're trying to, you know, squeeze a thing into a space that's just slightly too small for it, and that can end in tears. And cable management, and not even just front to back. Sometimes. You buy a card and it's a single card and then you need to upgrade to a double or triple, meaning it is yeah. tall. Takes up one, two, or three ports on the back of the computer as well. I've yeah. never owned a three, but I know they exist. Back in the day, there was only each slot on the back of the computer was like a, I forget they call them like a, a DIN or something. Anyway, there's like a, a specific name for what one of those slots is called. And every card just took up one slot because it was only one slot on the board, right? One slot, you get your one hole in the back, everything's great. Well, then they decided, you know, what if we just took all that stuff that we were cramming into that little space and spread it out over two spaces and basically use the entire second space as like the exhaust vent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so they started doing that. And then now it's even, uh, they have moved, made the exhaust vent a little smaller and started putting ports down there. Yeah. So they're just taking up as much space as they can get. They have now uh, taken into effect those ideas, and so most boards come with your Express Port 16. I guess we should get into Express Port now. We'll get into that with motherboards, but um, what they plug into is the 16-lane port on your motherboard, and most of those lanes are now set up to give you the room if you would need it. So if you plugged something right. else in, you would still be able to plug it in. The the PCI Express 16 lane is generally situated up close to the middle of the board. And then there are other things down farther if you want to plug other peripherals into those slots. And there's quite a bit of distance there. It's plugged in there. It's plugged into the most structurally sound part of the board. So that you don't yeah, snap. They are pretty big and heavy. Uh, it, you would be forgiven if you were just looking at a computer not knowing anything and you see how big that thing is, you assume that that thing is the computer. You could understand why someone would think that. Yeah. And we touched on it a little bit before. It's the thing that uses the most power in your whole setup by a wide margin. So, yeah, I mean, unless you're like encoding video all the time, then almost certainly it's that thing. 
Right. Yeah. And even then you can, some, some video encoder, encoders can cheat and use your, your graphics card for help. It's not cheating. It's wise. Yes. <laughs> yes. It that's is smart software right there. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Okay. There's a lot more. A lot. And yeah, we can get into video it forever. Cards are tremendously complicated. Yeah. I think that there's one part maybe more complicated than this, and we could spend all day on it, but I want to hear what you got. So I purchased an EVGA GTX 1070 from NVIDIA. Uh, you know, it had some letters after it, and I'm a bad host, so I didn't remember them. TI? Gonna... No. Oh. <laughs> I was wondering for a second. Not, not shelling out the big bucks. Okay. It is the super clocked edition. I oh, okay. Guess. So it's pre overclocked for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is not running the stock 1070 numbers. Uh, it's a little bit upgraded. Wonderful. Which means yeah. it runs hotter, uses a little more power, but it's probably more than safe because it was done by them, warrantied, yes. etc. Yes. Uh, and, you know, definitely worth talking about warranties and stuff here because, you know, video cards are a really expensive part, typically, <laughs> costing. Depending on what you know, what processor you buy, it could be the most expensive thing in your computer. <laughs> RAM. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Depending on how much RAM you buy, also, I guess. <laughs> the price of RAM is not going down like it should. Or no, like it used to. I mean, just it's unbelievable that uh, we'll get into this on an episode where we talk about RAM. But process, uh, there's a lot of things cheaper than RAM that should not be in terms of how complicated the devices are. So uh, what did you end up purchasing, Andrew? I ended up with a graphics card as well. Um, I did not buy mine on Black Friday. I want to throw that out there. Yeah, man. I chose to wait. I didn't like the prices. And I had a very specific card in mind. I did not look for, quote unquote, the best deal to come out. Which maybe... We've talked about some philosophies here before. One of them was don't buy a used graphics card because you don't know where it's been. Yeah, don't do that. It's very bad. Second was generally be able to build your computer and then also keep in mind a category of items that are similar. Um, We'll get into that a lot on a future episode because I made some compromises when looking at parts. I think we talked about it quite a bit, actually, when we were looking at SSDs, was make sure that you're not blinded to prices of other things that are maybe comparable, better, or slightly worse if the price is that much better. Yeah, sure. But I went into it knowing I wanted a very specific graphics card made by Asus. It's called the Asus Dual. It's the GTX 1070 that they make. I wanted it because it's white. <laughs> you know, you had a good reason. I mean, you're you're turning yours into a, as a display piece. Yes. So that is maybe this cat's out of the bag on that because of this specific part but mine my computer will be a uh, mounted on the wall as a display piece going forward Uh, oh very cool yeah yeah it's gonna well yeah there'll be some pictures of it um but there is a theme and a lot of it is involving color white and uh hopefully i've done a good job on finding some specific parts but i i definitely walked away from some parts that i thought you know were gonna be parts i wanted because of the color or whatever but the deals were just not there I did not buy this on Black Friday. The price did not go down. Uh, it was at a couple, like it was 300 something plus dollars. 
And yeah. I didn't like it. I was like, well, you know, I, I see deals that are better than that for the same thing. I don't want those cards. I want this card. I have to wait. So the price came down to about 20 bucks below Black Friday. I still thought that was not a great deal, but you know what? Sometimes you have to pay attention to the retailer and Newegg was offering a deal through the manufacturers of the cards, Asus, NVIDIA, and one other company. All three of them were offering a deal. So you got a Fortnite code, a code for Call of Duty Black Ops 4, and a code for Monster Hunter World. That's uh, quite a bit of free product there. It's all sellable product. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. I'll pay for itself. Free codes you can flip around. I uh, took about $100 off the price of my card thanks to people that love Fortnite. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there was some, some of those codes really helped ding down the price as well. So it was like a, it's like a discount if you're willing to do the work, right? Yeah, definitely. So I'm happy. I, I have obviously not built the computer yet. Um, so you will need to chime in here with how well so, it has upgraded your system. So it's definitely worth mentioning that if you're shopping for these, look at the stuff that they're giving you for free. A lot of these manufacturers do stuff like this. They either give, oh, here's a mail-in rebate for, you know, between 20 and 80 or a hundred dollars right here's some here's a bunch of free games and those things change like month to month sometimes week to week so pay attention when you're buying your card for what you know free stuff you can get because like get all the free stuff it's free like take advantage of that stuff yeah. um as it's, for how it's performed for me oh go ahead sorry i was just gonna say it's it's okay to take your time to build these things and wait for those because if you're if your card that you want is brand new they're not going to find that stuff right if you want to go get a um most of them usually include something for free but the rtx's right now probably don't right and the prices Uh, they probably still have something but like yeah you're not going to get a ton of free stuff because usually that stuff is an enticement to make people buy you know the card that they have in stock right or whatever uh anyway Um, i don't want to cut you off i really do want to hear because you and I, and maybe, Michael, are you wait, are you on a 970 also? I'm on a 970, yeah. Yeah, so you and I are still on 970s, and JJ just yep. moved up from the 970 to the 1070. So right. Michael and I are dying to know what our computers will be like in the future. <laughs> the 970 was doing pretty good for me for most things. Um, I could, you know, I, uh, I should say my main monitor is 1080p, so I'm not trying to do oh, 4K. Okay. So I'm, I'm running 1440 Michael, right. uh, you know, I don't remember right offhand. <laughs> Whoa. I, sh- I should know that. I'm just kidding. But my main monitor also does like 144 hertz. Same. So it has uh, some, you know, benefits above that. But because of that, it's it's not the highest resolution. So typically I was okay running at 1080p on the 970 frequently. However, uh, when I started playing hitman 2 i noticed that okay like i can't set all these to just max and go for it it starts to have (laughs) real problems Uh Uh, because i I will sometimes compromise the image quality to maintain the frame rate uh, on games that require it but some games like you know in hitman in a lot of cases you're playing very slow and methodically yeah okay if it's not 60 if it's like 54 or like 45 sometimes when it's really crowded yeah i can live with that i want to point Um, out something as well that sometimes you get kind of hurt by older games that uh you actually overrun the 60 frames per second they're trying to shoot for uh specifically skyrim really gave me problems i had to 
lock my card to 60 frames a second. Yeah, so that's uh, V-Sync is what that's called. Uh, we'll probably talk about that more when we talk about monitors. Um, but it's definitely something to pay attention to. Uh, it, the game can be just as bad if you have too many frames as if you have not enough. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And generally, most games will have some setting you can turn on to show the frame rate in the count in the corner or something, so you can kind of have an idea uh, without having to get outside tools. Um, but I really wanted to use the higher settings on Hitman because one of the highest settings that it has upgrades the quality of the audio Ooh, to oh, like nice. positional based audio. So like if you hear a gunshot, it will change where the sound of the gunshot will change based on like it's reflecting off a wall or whatever. I have two uh, questions. Yep. Do you have a surround headset? Uh, I do. Yep. Okay. And it, why is it tied to video? Uh, because it does extra processing to change the sound based on how it would sound, you know, due to like audio reflection and stuff like that. We must interrupt this broadcast to remind people that at one point, those expansion card slots were used for a thing called a sound card. Correct. <laughs> Where uh, you did not get sound unless you put a sound card in the computer. Uh, and nowadays you don't need that, but a lot of times the extra processing... Uh, so. Uh, sound cards still exist, by the way. Uh, they do. You can get really nice quality sound out of those things. Uh, yeah. But you can get very acceptable quality sound out of your regular mother. Um, and sometimes developers will throw these extra features uh, in in the graphics setting because they don't know where else it goes. Okay. Anyway, that was the case with this game. And also, I could you know turn up the quality of the animation on all the grass so when you're standing in the field it's all the grass is swaying you know back and forth it looks like you're sitting there hiding like a tiger in the jungle um, <laughs> like a thief in the night yeah uh He's anyway a tiger it, in the jungle because <laughs> yeah, you're, you're in the jungle you're you're gonna kill him what like are a tiger. you what survival game are you playing <laughs> you're the tiger in the jungle <laughs> oh Sorry, that's pretty good. Um, I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and in some older games, uh, like, I'd, so in games that you care more about the frame rate and stuff like that, like if you're playing Overwatch or you know online kinds of games, when you're way over the max, sometimes the game allows you to. Gosh, I'm trying to think how to explain this easily. To render the game at a higher frame rate than you can display, and your monitor will then go, "Well, this is too big." I don't know what to do with this, and it fit, screen it scrunches it down to fit in your monitor, uh, which then leaves the resulting image looking way better than if you had just rendered it at the size of your monitor. I see. So, so for, you're over you're over rendering and then downsizing it. So you're creating extra sharpness. Yes, it's called uh, super scrambling. I think is the or not. Mm, I think that's what that term is called. Anyway, uh, you typically huh. do it in like a multiple of the size of your screen. So if it's like 1080 a 1080 screen you want to do double that uh and then you and then it renders it down to half that size right to fit on your 1080 screen and it looks better right the problem is that you then have to render a screen double the size of your screen (laughs) 60 (laughs) times um and but it makes it look really nice uh and so i've been doing some of that with uh games like overwatch and other of the more uh the more intensive games and it can handle it okay yeah, it's ev- everything I have thrown at it. Thrown at it has been great. In cases where it has not been great, it's probably not the card's fault. Okay, 
Okay. And <laughs> does it handle um, anti-aliasing as well? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I turn up all of those settings to max. Wonderful. Where, if, you know, maybe before I was setting them in like, okay, like I don't need 16 times anti-alias, whatever. You know, the shadows here, I could put this at four or two or whatever, you know, to get the 60 frames that look nice. But now I just put it on whatever the max one it lets me set. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, eleven preview? I guess of... to be clear, like I haven't played every graphics intensive game out there. I was so just I, wondering I about BattleTech actually. <laughs> uh, BattleTech generally the problems I feel like are not the video cards' fault. <laughs> I have a bad um, feeling that that's true. Yeah, uh, it's some of that is the game engine I suspect, but you know who knows? I, it's Every software product is different. It's Can you imagine? They changed the but game. But man, it looks really thing. nice. <laughs> I am running that thing uh, super sampled, so I'm rendering it at double the size of 1080. <gasps> it looks good. How do the mechs look? Pretty good, dude. <laughs> okay. Good. okay. There go another 100 hours for Andy. No. <laughs> I, I have a feeling I'm not going to be in Smash uh, much longer. I'll just say that. Oh no! No, no, uh, not a negative thing. I don't think it's seventy-five oh, okay. hours. I uh, to interrupt this discussion. I found a spirit combination that lets me kind of almost one-shot anything but a legend spirit. So the battles are much faster than the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we finally cheesed it. Yeah, well, you're kind of supposed to, I think, at a certain point. Um, but I'm not cheesing it so that I don't get rewards. I found a spirit combo that I can, I can recombine to whatever level it needs to be and it's still one shots and it's not the there's an all for, for people that are rolling their eyes and they're like yeah the all glitch dude no i'm still using marth because he's the only character i know how to use <laughs> <laughs> um okay well i have a question that maybe will lead us out of the jungle here and maybe we're okay. no longer tigers in the night grass <laughs> How does the grass look in Pillars of Eternity with your 1070? Because I think that's what you've been playing. Yeah, I have. A plus segue. Uh, speaking, speaking of yes. segues. Yeah. Yes, well done. <laughs> uh, speaking of games where you have cheesed it somewhat. <laughs> oh, oh no. well, how have you already cheesed it somewhat? You've only been in the game 40 minutes last week. You no, know, uh, it's been longer than 40 minutes at this point. Um, but, you know, you can. I, I talked about how the character creator was so insane. Uh, you could combine every class with every other class and there's so many different combinations and it got really crazy. Well, I see why that they don't recommend that you do a multi-class character to start off with because some of them are really good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I combined a rogue and a paladin, which combines into a class called a holy slayer. Now that was, that was the one you didn't want before. Well, I I wasn't sure. No, no. I I thought about doing it, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to because it seemed like it would be too kind of like one purpose, you know? So you're Buffy? No. Yeah, kind of, right? Yes. It just murders everything (laughs) very easily. (laughs) Uh, Is dual wielding swords and just like destroying all enemies in my path. Is that a giant dragon? Whatever. Let me cut it. Uh, (laughs) some kind of horrible beast from beyond yeah okay cool dude how about this sword Uh, it's 
it's frankly very silly. And then because you're a paladin, you have like giant healing spells because paladins for some reason. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty fun. Uh, I'm not n- anywhere near the max level, but I can tell that this character is going to be really good at killing stuff. <laughs> nice. Michael? Yeah, I like that game. What have you been up to, buddy? Uh, mostly just more dead cells. It's, uh, it's, yes. it's hard to put down. Yeah. You know, um, I check out the competition. I know mm-hmm. some of us do. We listen to other pods about video games because we don't have time to play everything. True story. <laughs> we certainly don't. T- we're still talking about dead cells and spillers, pillars of eternity, but you're in good company, man. I think everybody's still talking about dead cells. What, what, do what? You- oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, have you learned to love shields yet or nah? Uh, I have still not quite. I've messed around with them just a little bit, but not anywhere near enough to get any good with them. I feel like the first step in that game is you you beat the last boss. Yep. And then then you start on the harder runs and you're like, okay, there's like still a lot more here. Yeah. And then you start unlocking all the crazy weapons and stuff. And then you're like, the, the, the next step is like, learning to actually use the shields and like be good. Cause I feel like at some point I just started never, ever wanting to use a shield while I was trying to beat the boss. <laughs> and Pretty then much. later you're like, Oh, but taking less damage is good. What if I just had a shield? The same thing happened to me in smash. I was never shielding before. And now I basically shield tons of times when I'm fighting bosses or hard fights. I know there's, there's like blueprints and all sorts of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I know it's a run-based game. I've watched some videos, but what? Oh my god, they're rare blueprints too. Oh no! Oh yeah. Wait, rare, rare, rare things. What do you call those? Because blueprints are not not normal to get. Oh, but there's like there's e- there's easy ones to get, and there are hard ones to get. I see. Yes, but there is also a method, a uh, uh, mechanism by which you can force blueprints to drop. Right, and that method sucks. And we talk about it. It's really yeah, hard, and they kill the, you every dang time. The you have to drop their health under forty percent, and then you have to stand there and do nothing while you shoot a weird lightning beam at them, mm-hmm. and hope you don't get hit by any of the seven hundred dudes there spawn at time. Then you get the blueprint. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not it's not an easy thing. Okay, is and it just like a- you just get murdered? Is it like an FTL addiction where you're just like, I have to do it again? Or is it there's a, like a repeating factor of getting more stuff to get better? Or what, what drags you back into dead, dead Cells every week? So right now, like right now, I'm at a point where I've, I beat the, the Hand of the King, the last boss. I got my first cell to unlock the next level of difficulty. And there's the, I'm kind of in a point of needing to grind for more cells to unlock some more abilities. So I don't have the the top tier of the potions yet um so you know as as the game ramps up in difficulty the um points at which you can refill your health and potions become fewer and farther between also really sucks right so you need to have more potions that you can carry with you to help you get through that you know extra length of time so just there are still some things that I feel like I need to unlock to help me survive longer. Yeah, and some of those definitely cost like a lot of cells. It's like, hey, find four hundred cells 
for this yeah. upgrade. And you're like, okay, that's like 30 runs. Potentially. Yeah. Well, and, and at that point too, you, you realize that you have to get better about unlocking the, the challenge doors. Yeah. So in between, there's a, there's a level up area, Andy, in between each one of the, the main levels where you can like, let advance you, your character or something. You, so, yeah. Um, that's yeah, part of like it. Shop. You can spend cells on stuff and upgrade your weapons and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that you also do is you drop off cells and blueprints, um, that ones that you haven't learned, blueprints that you haven't learned yet, and they go into a pool that you can allocate cells to every time you come into this area. So if you, you know, you make a run through a level, you pick up 25 cells, you can choose how, what abilities those 25 are allocated to. All right. All right. So it, you know, it it helps you sort of direct your your loadout. And if you want, you can just break down the door that's stopping you from leaving and keep those cells to the next level. Yes, because there are other there are a couple of other things you can do with the cells. Okay, so there's quite a bit there to keep trying different things um, on runs. Yeah, that makes oh, sense. Oh yeah, definitely. It's yeah. So then the FTL, when you get a different ship, you're like, well, now I have to do it again because like this is an entire NG crew, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and the ra- you know the randomness of the the starting items also is its own challenge every time, right? You get you when you start a new run, there are three options: a, a short range weapon a long range weapon and a shield and you actually have to unlock the ability for those to be random they generally yes like they start by being the same sword and bow and shield every time and then later it becomes okay well pick a random one from the ones that i could get uh and that's when the the craziness really gets going (laughs) and i think you can also later on unlock an ability to re-roll those three Yes, Ooh. I think that's so true. You get stuff that you you just think is three trash items that you don't want to make a run with. You can pay a little bit of gold to re-roll them. Oh, cool! Right on. Dead cells is great. <laughs> yeah, dead cells is great. Uh, do you get like fun little stories each time? Where you're like, oh man, this this run, the hand of the king. I didn't get there with the right sword or whatever, you know. There are, so there are little areas where they flesh out the lore. Um, so your, your runs are, your runs are timed. Um, so you're trying to go to get through them as fast as you can. Uh, that's where I was going earlier. Cause there are at the end of each area, there are doors that you can get into if you've killed a certain number of enemies without taking damage or if you get there fast enough. Um, and they give you extra gold and extra cells. Um, but there are there are areas where um the timer stops and you um you get little little pieces of of information that flesh out the backstory of why you are where you are and what's going on right on well i think people should send us their opinions on dead cells don't you Absolutely. And yeah. they can do that 
to podcast at webergamers.com, the email address that we uh, encourage you to send to. Nice. We're also on Twitter at webergamers, uh, on Instagram at the same, uh, at webergamers. We're also on Facebook. Check us out there. Like, follow, subscribe. This mm-hmm. podcast everywhere. Fine podcasts are distributed. So this will go up on January 23rd. And on January 23rd, if you want to roll over to youtube.com slash we were gamers, you could probably find over there at least some episodes about Star Trek and maybe a few more We Were Gamers episodes. Hey. By the time this goes live, probably those will be up there as well. So, um, no promises as to there being a ton of content there yet because I have to (laughs) do it all individually, but. Send those emails, let us know what you think, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. What's up, Danger? Danger's down. 